Blog Talk Radio. The True Israelites with your host, the Seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh's radio, top part of the scaffolding. Worldwide international radio broadcast part of the scaffolding is now on the air. I'll be your host for the top part of the Saturday by name, your seer, Israel, oh, see, Roy. All right, this is the top part of the Saturday, the day that Almighty have made for me and you. The day is for me and you. We got a lot of memos, and I don't know, maybe you get a couple of them. I don't know, probably will. It's just a couple of them. But this is the day that Almighty have made for me and you top part of the Sabbath day. And we just gonna get right into it and and see if um see who's coming on stage for the top part of the Sabbath day. Uh, we know um the BSJ Israel said, I'm not ready yet. I'm I'm getting ready, but I'm not ready yet. Let me hear some more that dust says Yahweh. And then I'm gonna be getting in there, I'm gonna holler that microphone like everybody else do too, because that's the way it is. Good. All right. Let's see who else going to be on stage. We see, we see Sister GT, Sister GT Israel. So I'll tell you what. Let's find out. Sister GT Israel ready to holler that microphone. Got too many sounds going on. Well, I got a lot of sounds going on, but uh, huh? DT Israel go. Uh, let me let me play something because DT Israel, I don't see it right now. I seen a minute ago. What happened? WCC? DT Israel is ready to 
to holler that microphone, but now I don't feel it right now. And I know Sister BSJ, she said, I'm not ready yet to holler that microphone yet. So let's find out what's going on. Top part of the seven, they say the Almighty LMA. So go see, he's ready to go. And we won't know uh, who's going who to step on stage and holler that microphone. You don't know. We'll find out. Uh, let's see. Thank you a minute, though. Just a DT. What happened, WCC? What, um, hmm. Let's find out what happened.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. 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 All right, we live for the top part of seven day, but uh, WCC saying they're working on the DT microphone. So our microphone is not ready to go yet, so we are live. And that's why we keep saying, get in where you fit in at. You never know when you call on to hold down the fort. It'll be a few minutes late. So uh, we live, top part of Saturday, and we got the memos, all the cancers. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six is all ready to go with their classes. So call for details on the international line and see where you're located within seven miles. But you can get in where you fit in at. I mean, one thing, top part of the government, they say the Almighty have made for me and you. It was designed for the 12 tribes of Israel. So we are waiting on the WCC, World Council of Churches, to straighten up Sister DT's microphone. And once she straighten up her microphone, we'll go live. So what we do, we'll wait. Um, until who want to come on stage to holler in that microphone. We'll wait. That's what we'll do. We'll wait and see who's ready to step it up and get in that microphone and make it plain for some dust edge, Yaqua. That's the game, Kate. Tomorrow, this night, you have a problem with your microphone. We have a problem trying to get you connected. Oh, okay. Hey, Mother, y'all got to do it. Y'all got to do it. Y'all got to bless you, Israel. I see, Roy. Hallelujah. Y'all got to break it up.
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, Mother E, I think, I think my microphone might be ready. Uh, Mother E, y'all my bitch at Seed Royal. Yahweh bless you, see Israel, or see Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh, Mo. Having a lot of problems with the microphones. Um, uh, a lot of problems today. Uh, WCC said they're working on uh, VT, Israel's microphone right now, trying to get it ready to go, and you know, all of a sudden mine go out. So um, one thing about it, but you know we got a job to do, mother. And we're glad she came on stage to help us get in the night, uh, top part of Saturday. And we know Sister BSJ Israel said, I ain't ready yet, dear, but I'm, I'm, I, I'm here with the saying with the microphone. I hear what you're saying. That Yahweh name. I, I, I hear that. But I ain't ready to holler that Yahweh because I've been, uh, stuck with a, another name for so many years and, you know, old habits that sometimes takes a long time to break it. That's right. But one thing about it, I know Yahweh can break anything. That's when you know you're on the right track. When you're on the right track. So um let's find out if um mother mother Z. Hey mother Z, would you be available for the we know you're gonna give the big time commentary a little bit later, but would you be ready to get out the gate and holler that microphone if needed that mother? Mother E, Mother E, y'all probably get your tea right here. Y'all probably get your tea right here. Mother Z, talking to you. You said E. Yeah, Mother Z, you might might be calling into action for the top part of the Sabbath day. We know you're going to get that big commentary a little bit later. But most likely you might be needed right away because of it. A lot of microphones have been nipped out, so we don't know. So, um, the mother, Lee, tell us one thing. You going to be ready to do your part in the dust edge, Jacques, top part of seven days? Huh? Come on. I do the best I can do for you. Well, hey, you know what? That's all it takes. Because, you know, um, mother, 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 Yes. And he cleans back to chapter 12. I, I want to read that for me because he gives him here from Luke 12, 12. But read that he cleans back to 12 from me, 1, 2, and 3. In the regular book, it just, we have to know these things that when we call on, we have to be ready to go. See, it's not what we did yesterday, last enough. day before that. It's about this man. This is what it's all about in some dust edge, Yahweh. 
So, mother, in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, can you have to see how he got one piece of zero? 12, 1, 2, and 3. What, what do 12, 1, 2, and 3 say? Just a minute, see ya. Mm-hmm. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, 1, 2, and 3. Can you have to see that? I want to get that on the table. You know, Ecclesiastes. right now, 12. Yes, ma'am. 12, 1, 2, and 3. What that say? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1, remember now the creator in the day of your youth while while the evil days come not near, nor the years draw near when thus shall say I have no pleasure in them. Verse two, while the sun, while the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds returned after the rain. Verse three, in the day, in the day when you keep, in the day when the Keeper of the temp house shall temp tremble. tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grounder, grounder cease because thus, because they are true, and and those that look out. Of the wonder be dark, be darkened. You know, mother. So you got you got a lot of them that look out the window, and and uh, they gonna end up like you said, they gonna turn to darkness because the Almighty have created this thing from the beginning, and He know who will step up to the plate and who not, and we you know who gonna choke and who not. So you already know that. He said when the strong man gonna. Uh, Peep out the window, and, and it's going to be darkness. Now, you know, darkness is affiliated with Satan, the devil himself. So one thing about it, we keep telling those of the national audience, listen, the big job ahead of us, and thus said, Joshua, it says in Psalms chapter 95, verse 7 and 8, today, when you hear his voice, hard not to hear. That's the call that so you step to the place and get in where you fit in. Because it's already called. It's already called. It's already called. So, Mother E, look, look at that Luke chapter 12, verse 12, top five to seven days. Let's get something going on there, Mother E. The book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12. The book of Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Mm hmm. Luke chapter 12, verse 12. For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you what you ought to say. I I had a memo. A big camp called me earlier, 
and they were talking about all of the problems they had with their bodies and stuff like that, uh, mother. And mm-hmm. what I say, uh, we might touch on a few things, but, but let, let me make something plain to those on the international side. If you put in your phone, but for example, if you put in your phone, processed food is bad for your what? And it, it'll give you down, even in your telephone. See, processed food is bad for your body. It causes obese, obesity, obesity, O-B-E-S-I-T-Y. It causes heart diseases. It causes high blood pressure. They want to, yeah, I can always, my, high blood, my, pressure, my blood pressure got up because of processed food. Processed food, and you know, a no-no is eating at all. Eating at all and processed food got to keep your blood sugar up, and you always going to be visiting Doc Cook. And it's called diabetes. Now they got, now they got something called diabetes 1, 2, 3, and all that kind of stuff. It's the reason why you have diabetes, all these problems with your body, it's because of eating at home and processed food. See, the other nations wasn't given what to put in the mouth. The children of Israel was given what to put in the mouth and what not to put in the mouth. And see, but long as the African American Negroes and keep following the other 17 nations, we're going to be the first one in line to, to visit Doc Cook body wise. Because Yahweh tell you plainly, this is what you're supposed to do, and this is what you're supposed to not do. Because it's going to walk you down sooner or later. Because mm-hmm. I remember a few days ago, I, I was out, and, 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 I, and I just um, stopped by. I'm not going to tell you the restaurant. Although, you know, everybody love to cut those fish off. And I, I had some... Um, What we'll call it? A hamburger and some fries. Oh, you you know, my body went into a reaction saying, God, oh, what in the world do you got? Because see, I'm not used to that stuff. See, to re, your body can reheal itself. It can bring its body. But you got to follow what Yahweh got written in his Bible. Processed food and the whole it's a no-no to the children of Israel. Because if you got high blood pressure, you got problems with your blood pressure, it's because of processed food and eating at home and not putting your mighty one first. And as you get time go on, you're not able to burn that stuff off like you once have did. It walks you down. Then all of a sudden, you, you got to pack the flow 20 times before you can get your foot on it. You see? And that's because of what your diet is, what you eat. Now, the Almighty have told the children of Israel exactly what to put in the mouth and what not to put in the mouth. But as long as you don't know who you are, you're going to continue to, and that's what happens to a lot of times in relationships. By the better half raised up into a Christian family, and they raised up in 
you know, hog eating and all that, and what she bring to the table, and just she wanted to know what, why this guy is not performing, and he always drags the street because of what you're putting in there. That's why, that's why it's so important about the school that's coming up to show you exactly what you have to do to maintain these bodies Again, where y'all to kick in, but he started in the mind. So you got to know what to do in the mind, because in the mind, this is what you do first in the mind. Now, Mother E, I want to know what you do first in the mind. Let's see. The first thing, this, this is where it starts at. Let's go to Genesis 2, verse 1, 2, and 3, Mother Hey, Mother E. We look at Genesis 2, 1, 2, and 3, Mother E, and Mother Z. Have me Exodus 20, verse number 10 and 11, waiting on. 10 and 11, mother. See? Have me 10 and 11, waiting on. Let's let me say, uh, uh, mother, Genesis 1, 2, and 3. What does it say? Look at Genesis, chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Genesis, uh-huh. chapter, Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heaven and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them. Verse 2. And on the seventh day, Yahweh ended his work which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made. Verse 3. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it, he had rested from all his work, which Yahweh created and made. You see? So the work of day, the key word to that was finished. The Sabbath day is the worship day, and that day was finished. Now, Mother, I got to get a precept on that. I got to get a precept. In the 17th chapter of St. John, See, remember, the Almighty's worship day, when you see the book from his father, the seventh day of the week, that's the worship day, it was finished. So if you're not keeping the Sabbath day, I mean the seventh day of the week, that day is the finished day for worship. You can like, like they say, well, we can serve him any day, yeah, but what day did he tell you to serve him on? You might like me to tell you what day to get your paycheck on and what you got to do to get it. Either you do what the man says you do, or you will not be in the paycheck line. So, yeah, you can worship him every day, but that ain't the day that's finished. The day that's finished is number seven. And Mother Z going to read what that means shortly after I get a precept. Now, in the 17th chapter, Mother, I want to... Look at verse 1 down to verse 4. I want to hear what he got to say. In the 17th chapter, remember, he see, he received a book in 5, verse 1, from his father. So he could make no alteration in it because when he received a book according to Revelation 5, 1, it was finished. That was it. It wasn't nothing, no alteration here. Hey, son. Read this, it's finished, you find your part in there, and you do it. Now let's see what he's saying in 17, 1, 2, 3, 4, mother. 
Hey, Monique, what are you saying? St. John 17, 1, 2, 3, 4. The book of St. John, chapter 17, verses 1 to 4. Verse 1. These words speak Yahweh the Son, and lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son, that thy Son also may glorify thee. Verse 2. As I have given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as I have given him. Verse 3. And this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true Yahweh and Yahweh the Son, whom thus has sent. Verse 4. I give I have glorified thee on the earth. I have finished the work which thou givest me to do. I said, for me the most, he said, I finished the work. He said, I finished it. So he finished the key word, he finished. So that means he's done his part. You got to be a finisher and do your part. And your part is how you get on the finish line, you got to get on the starting line first. You got to first get on the starting line because he finished the work that the Father has given him. And the Father gave him seven days, 7,000 years, seven days to complete all the work, and he, and he completed. And he said the blessed day is number seven. Now, Mother going to precept that, Mother Z, going to precept that and see what does that number seven mean when you read your Bible in Exodus chapter 20, verse 10 and 11. Hey, hey Mother, Mother E, I mean Z, what do that mean when you precept your Bible about the seventh day it is finished? So it was finished. He finished his work. So he had done his part. So did you know what he did? He went and sit on the right hand according to 10th chapter of Hebrews on the right hand of the Father. I'm finished. I'm through. But see, we got a job to do. We on the clock now. When are you going to get started to even talk about a finish? Let's see what our mother Z going to bring to the table in Exodus 20, verse 10 and 11. What's that, mother Z? Exodus chapter 20, verses 10 and 11. Verse 10, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Yahweh, the Yahweh, and it you shall not do any work. You neither your sons nor your daughters nor nor daughters they nor manservant nor your male maidservants nor the cattle nor the stranger that is within thy gates. Verse 11. For in six days the Yahweh made the heaven and earth, the sea and all that all there in them is 
and rested the seven rested of the seventh day rested the seventh day wherefore the Yahweh blessed the Sabbath day and hollered it. That's big time reading that most. So what day is the blessed day? I mean, you know, you know, see the preachers will tell you, well, every day is a blessed day. But but you say, okay, I obviously ask your mouth. But according to the Bible, it says the blessed day is the Sabbath day, which is the Sabbath. There is the rest. So he distinguished the man that made the heaven and earth. He let you know that his blessed day, this is the song that's telling Moses. The blessed day is number seven. That day is the Sabbath day. Because you got them some that come slick like a box. Well, my Sabbath day is Sunday. Well, so my son, what? No, that's that you lean on your own understanding. That's not the Bible Sabbath day. So that, that your preacher is not doing you properly according to the Bible. Because the Almighty explained to Moses exactly when is the blessed day. The blessed day is number seven, and it's called the Sabbath day, and the four-letter man blessed the seventh day, the Sabbath day, S-A-B-B-A-T-H. That is the blessed day, not every day. See, <laughs> See that's where you got to understand one thing with these preachers and these religious uh, leaders, especially in Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. You can't do this the way you want to do it. The song was given a book in the fifth chapter of Revelation. He read his part and he just and he just said in the 17th chapter of Mother Hebrews already saying, I have Finish the work that you have gave me to do. Mm-hmm. See, I finished it. And when he and when he came in the body, uh, Mother Eve, what did he do in four sixteen of Luke? Let's talk about him for a minute. Let's see if he finished the work. So now we know that S A B B A T H means number seven. It don't mean one. It means number seven. As a matter of fact, um, as mother, mother, um, see, in the 16th chapter, I need to get a precept on that too. After me and Mother Eve get care of a little other business, I'm gonna want to get a precept on that to make sure what we just said that is a precept to it, and so. In the 16th chapter, mother. Mm-hmm. See? 16th chapter. Yeah. All I want you to do is write it down. We, we don't. I don't want it yet. Me and mother, he's going to take a walk down through some scriptures first. But, but have me the 16th chapter, verse number 26, and have me verse number... 29, wait no. 26 and 29. Just had it, just be patting that down real good, mother. We'll Absolutely. come back to that later. 
Yeah, Exodus chapter 16, verse number 26 and 29. I just want to get a precept on when the preachers tell you, well, this is a Sabbath day, according to who? Is it according to the Bible or is it according to Christianity? Which one is it? So mother going to get a precept on that later. But mother, what verse we said go to again, mother? You said Exodus uh, 6. You said Luke. Yeah, but. Yeah, I said Luke. Yeah, yeah, yes. that's right. Yeah, Luke 416. Thank you. Thank you, Mosey. That's right. Luke 416. You know what I'm saying? Okay. We've been on call for mother. We've been we've been we've been on going down the road. So and Luke, I want to make sure Luke that you are Yeah, we wanna make sure the son is not a hypocrite. You're the one that uh talk okay. a good game but don't do it. We won't know what what did he do. Well, he came into the body after he read his part in the Bible. What did he do when it comes down to the worship day? Four, verse number 16. Can you have to say out? What did he do, Mom? And four, sixteen. Yeah. Okay, what? Make it, um, make it, um, yeah, four, sixteen, good enough. What, what did he do in four, sixteen, Mom? The book of Luke. That's oh. Chapter 4, verse 16. And he came unto Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up uh, to read. Now, and he stood up to read. So, what day did the sun worship? On the Sabbath day. The Sabbath day. Yeah, if anybody can go any day of him, but he knows the Bible, the book told him, because he had the complete book, to go on the Sabbath day. So he went to the temple on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And let's see what book did he ask for, because he, we, they'll tell you in a minute, well, you know, everything on the left side of the book is done away with. Let's see what book did he ask for. In verse 17, hey, Marie, what book do you ask for? Do you ask for the book of Corinthians or do you ask for uh, Colossians? Let's see what book he asked for in verse 17. Verse 17. And there was delivered unto him the book of the seer, Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he asked him, when he got there, he asked him, hey, give me that soul called Isaiah. He said, I want to read a little bit of that Isaiah book. See that? See, Isaiah, Isaiah got a, a lot of good stuff in there, matter of fact, mother. As a matter of fact, now, I know you're holding, mother. See? But let's say, since he asked for Isaiah, what did he read out of Isaiah, mother? Let's see what he read out of Isaiah at the, on the Sabbath day. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 6. That's we'll chapter. Yeah, chapter 6. We're going to find out what did he read when he asked for the book of Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8 down to verse 13. Hey, mother, we're going to find out what, what was he reading. What was he doing? 
He said, look here, y'all give me that scroll called Isaiah. So now, what was so important for him to read the children of Israel out of the book of Isaiah? And that's what he asked for now. We go on to the 6th chapter, 6th verse 8, down to verse 13. Let's find out what he was reading that maybe can help us today. What was he reading them up? Come on. And see Chapter 6, verses 8 to 13. Mm-hmm. Also, I heard the voice of the Yahweh saying, Whom shall I send, and who, and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Verse 9. And he said, Go. And tell this people, hear indeed, but understand not, and see you indeed, but perceive not. Verse 10. Make the mind of this people fast, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, that they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their mind, and convert and be healed. Verse 11. Then said I, Yahweh, how long? And he answered, until the city be wasted, without inhabitants, and the houses will outman and the land be utterly destroyed. Verse 12. And the Yahweh had removed man far away, and there be a great forsaken in the midst of the land. Verse 13. But yet, and it shall be a tent and it shall return, and shall be eaten as, as a seal tree, and as an oak whose substance is in them, when they cast leaves for the righteous seed shall be the substance thereof. Now, Mo, that was a big time reading. Now, those that got to hear understand that. Now, Isaiah asked the question. You know, you heard some big dignitaries speaking, and they said, who will go for us to get us business? Now, they, you know, it, it, you know, you it's like two people talking, but the third party is right across the hallway. They know they're listening. He's asked, who will go for us? Isaiah said, send me. I'll go. Right. So they straightened Isaiah up to go. And he, he asked the question, how long will this people that you want me to send me to are going to be in bad shape? He said, until the city be wasted, the people that are no longer in the land, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a great forsaken in the land and the midst of the land. So he said, now, so what he was reading, so what the psalm was reading, a prophecy, of the children 
of Israel going into captivity and being in the captivity until they come out of the darkness. We don't even know that we're in captivity even to this day. And how you know you're in captivity? As long as you pay cell phone, water bill, light bill, gas bill, you know, you're in captivity. Simple as that. As long as you see Mr. Bill coming in your mailbox and you go in your mailbox and you find old Mr. Bill in there, then that's the sign you're still in captivity. Because when your captivity will be removed, you won't have to pay Mr. Bill anything else. So right now, Mr. Bill, he's, he's the water man, the gas man, light man. He's charging for water. Take your land and charge you for the water you drink. Now, you know that. That's doing too much. But that's the way it is because of prophecy. So when he asked the book of Isaiah, he read this. Then after Isaiah said to him, how long is this going to be? He said, when will this is the first thing the city got to be wasted. Mm-hmm. Now, your homeland, whether you know it or not, has been wasted. No man is in power of the bloodline of the children of Israel. You got Israelites over there, but they're not in power. What I mean by wasted? You will not be in power anymore mm-hmm. until you get your mind right. Now, when, when was it wasted? Hey, Mother, Mother E, let's find out when was it wasted, the prophecy of it. When and who wasted your city? Then we're going back to Mother Z. So now, when he asked for that book in 4, 16, and 17, he said, give me that book of Isaiah. I want to read something to these children of Israel. He read that the city, the, the temple site, the land, that you own, you're going to be ran up out of here. You will no longer be in power. Oh, yeah, I feel you're going to come back in 1964 and 68. You know, a big camp went over there, but they went over there by permission, and they got a little dump site down the road of people. By the sins of Esau, gave them a little dump site down the road of people. They ain't running nothing. They told them, no way you're going to come back and come back to your land. You got to put your children in my army. They children have to sign up to be in their army to fight against people who look just like you. And so you see, you, we're in bad shape. But see, that's why we know it's, it's time now to wake up, wake up. Now, he read the book of Isaiah mm-hmm. to them and told them the city that you ain't going to be wasted. Now, let's read the prophecy of this thing happening by Mother Eve in Luke 21. Luke 21, verse 20 down to verse 24. Now, see, this is why we try to tell you, this Bible is the greatest piece of literature it is. It'll tell you all you need to know. You ain't got to watch that one-eyed thing for no news about where you stand at. All you have to do is listen to the voices of the two Israelites sitting on the camp and take notes. Then go in and find out if you find anything that's, that's not so. Do it. Let's see what you come up with. You'll get happy because you'll find out that everything you've been taught, you have to get rid of it because it's wrong. Huh? If you take last night's lesson and put it with this lesson, 
You're going to find out you've been wrong. But it's up to you to make a guessing when you're wrong. Because that's when your clock starts ticking when you find out that you're wrong, but you say, I'm going to still do what I've been doing for all my life. Now, that's when your clock starts ticking. When you find out that what, what fixing on account is showing you in this Bible is right, you can't find out nothing different. But you continue to do what you always have been doing. That's when your clock starts ticking big time. Now, Mother, in Luke 21, verse 20 to 24, let's, let's fulfill the prophecy when he asked for the book of Isaiah. Let's fulfill the prophecy in 21, verse 20 down to verse 24. What is that, Mother? The book of Luke, chapter 20. I mean, yeah, the book of Luke, chapter 21, verses 20 to 24. Verse 20. And when you shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, and when you, now when Luke chapter 21, verse 20, and when you shall see that God's beauty compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is not. Verse 21. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountain, and let them which are in the in the midst of the death out midst of the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the country enter there too. Verse 22. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. Verse 23. But woe unto them that are the child, and to them that give substance in those days, for their shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. Verse 24. And they shall fall by the edge of the foe and shall be led away captive into all nations and unto all nations and shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. You see that? So you see that, Mother? See now, so he read in that book. When he asked for that soul, he was talking about one thing, that he was preparing the children of Israel to tell their offspring that if you don't do right, this is going to happen. But it was already extra strong that you know they didn't do right. That's the way you read now. We scattered an every nation upon the sun, and we don't know who we are. That's why we offer all these religions called Christianity, Islam, Judaism. A lot of us are Mormons. A lot of us are Jehovah Witnesses. And we found out that, you know, Jehovah Witnesses is a false uh, reading for the four letters Y-A-W-A. So we involved in that people. So it's up to us to 
here what this Bible says and make adjustment according to the Bible. Because you would think for these times to do such a thing and your clock will start ticking once you know it's like a personal job. Well, you know we didn't want you to put that box over there, but you did anyway. Yes, I know you didn't want it over there, but I've done it anyway. Now, now you know what will happen to a person to do stuff on the job that he's not supposed to do on the job, and the boss find out about it. You know, you know what's going to happen. That same thing happened to us. Once we find out the truth of the matter is, we continue to do, and we and we got nothing to work with that continue down that road. Nothing. That's why we got most sick problems. But we saw these sicker in the head than the body. Then from the head, it works its way down to the body. That's what they do. And then, and then now Doc Cook got his hand on him, and he took him all kind of ways now. Okay? Now, my mother, mother, e, mother, e, not giving my, not giving my verse I need now. Because they'll tell you in a minute, well, every day is the Sabbath day. Well, I know y'all go Friday night, Saturday night, but we go. But that's that's the Bible. That's tradition. What do the Bible say, Mother? That we can read. You get better read that, Mother. Mother Z. Come on, take your time. Come on. Exodus chapter six, verse. Exodus chapter six, verses. Okay. What now? No, sixteen, Mother. No, Exodus. <laughs> okay, sorry. Exodus chapter 16. 16. Exodus 16, verse 26 and 29. Exodus chapter 16, verse 26 and 29. Yeah, I got my marker there, but I can't get back to it. <laughs> Exodus chapter 16, verse 26 and 29, verse 26. Six days he shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in in it, there shall be known, verse 29, seeing for that the Yahweh has given you the savage. Therefore, he gave you on the sixth day the bread, the bread for two days. Abide ye every man in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. But what, but what we went in there to get, Mother Z, what we went in there to get was two points. I said, what we went in there to get for the national order was two points. The point that we went to get was the seventh day, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, which is the Sabbath, S-A-C-E-A-T-H. That's the point we went in to get. Then we precepted mm-hmm. 29, it says S-A-B-B-A-T-H. In the, and it says, in the bottom part of it, it says S-E-V-E-N-T-H. So the Sabbath, the Sabbath day is the seventh day, not the first day. That's the point we went in to get. 
So when they tell you about, well, well my Sabbath day is, is Sunday, first day of the week. Well, well you, we know you just lie like a rug and you just a fifth man. You don't want to believe the Bible. You want to do it the way grandmama told you and that preacher told you, and you will continue down that road, but it will be to your own destruction. Because once you know the truth, you make a judgment. I mean, why would you want to be according to it, but, but we're not going to read Dragged off, sold into the fire, worms on you, fire burning you for eternity. If that preacher was that much to you to be dragged away, thrown into the fire, he going to throw worms on you too, and you're going to be in that, work, in that position eternally. You mean that preacher is worth that much to you? <laughs> huh? You know, that's something to think about. Because he's going to be in the fire. But you mean you will be in eternity. Worms eating on Fire would not be quenched. Look at the other thing. See, now, why don't you just read that to me? Okay, I'll tell you what we do. We will. Hey, Mother V. Mother V. Let's read that. Matter of fact, uh, my friend, the young lion, he, he getting everything. He said he's coming peacefully. He get everything together. So the young lion is doing his part and does says Yahweh. So right now, mother, in, in the book of Mark 942, let's see, let's see what I just said is written in the Bible. We're going to take a look at and see in the Bible, in the book of Mark, you know, I, I mean, I love my kid folks and those that, but when it comes down to what this man saying is our final destination, you know, I have to make a judgment because he, he, he tell you plainly, Exactly what's going to happen to you if you don't do what this Bible tells you to do. So now, in the book of Mark 9, verse number 40, let's pick it up around my mother. Let's pick it up at verse number 42. And we'll read down to verse 50. Just take your time, mother, because uh, the young lion, he, he, he gets things ready. He's trying to get everything you know, sounding real good. He come peacefully for the top part of seven days. So we want to find out one thing. If that preacher wants this to happen to you, that he said that he read out his father's book, if that preacher that you serve right now, is he what this? Mark chapter 9, 42 down to verse 50. Take your time there, Mother E. Look of Mark chapter 9, verse 42 to 50. Verse 42. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believeth in me, it is better for him that a mere stone was hanging out his neck, and he was cast into the sea. 43. And, and if thy hand 
of envy, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life mains than having two hands to go into hell and to defy that never shall be quenched. Verse 44. Spread their words, die not, and defy is not quenched. 45. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter hell into life, enter haunt into life, and have two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. 46. Where their words die not, and the fire is not quenched. For the seven, and if the eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of Yahweh with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. For the eight. Where their words die not, and the fire is not quenched, for the nine, where everyone shall be halted with fire, and every sacrifice shall be halted with false. Verse 50. Mm-hmm. is good. But if the salt has lost its salt, salt in it, where will will ye season it? Have salt, have salt in yourselves and have peace one with another. Yeah, that mother, that mother, you, you, you just got your ring. Now, I know you might. Love your uncle Ring and your uncle Johnny Johnny uh, Lewis Jones, but is it worth it to be thrown in the fire? One's gonna be on you, and the fire is never gonna be quenched, and that's how you'll be eternally didn't obey what the Bible says. I mean. I love my family too, but I don't love them that much to not me be with no worms and no fire burning me for the rest of my life, for eternity. And that was the man said, going to happen to you. Eternally, you're going to be in this life. And, and, but, but mother, he pulled that verse from Isaiah 66, 24. He pulled that verse, mother. What did he say in Isaiah 66, 24? That verse is cool. Isaiah 66, verse 24. The book of Isaiah, chapter 66, verse 24. Isaiah, chapter 66. Mm-hmm. 
Isaiah chapter 66, verse 24. And they mm-hmm. shall go forth and look upon the causes of them that have transgressed against me. For their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorrent unto all flesh. Now, I hear that. Now, when you go to that Sunday worshiping, Lord God and Jesus, our Lord. And when you look at that name, when you pay that name, your tithe, free will offering, and donation. You look at that name real carefully and say, is you worth me burning in the fire, worms eating all on me forever? And the war that listen to the six anointed count and be a doer of it, could be to go forward and see the preachers, the men, the women that have transgressed to me, against me. They're going to be in a some fire and they're going to have live worms eat on them eternity. So, think about it. If that preacher walked that to you, is your mama, is your auntie, is your brother, is ain't willing made. Is she walk you going through all that trouble forever? Think about it. That's all you do. Think about it. If they welcome, continue to do what you're doing. Continue to pay the seven days on never mind. Continue. Now, we're going to take a look now. Mother, mother, wait until the young lion said he, he ready to do his part when the young lion give me a hallelujah. Well, then we'll bring the young lion in because he's getting everything set up for the top part of the Sabbath day, the old young roaring lion, Brother McKay. So once he's ready, he'll give us the okay, he's ready to go, hallelujah. But right now, Mother Z, could you help those see out that what's written in Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 and 30? Can you help them see out? So what we trying to do, remember the big camp said, say, don't call us out. We don't want to call us out. But we got a lot of people just, just sick. Got a lot of problems. And, and what's the biggest problem? But diabetes is the big, biggest problem. Well, diabetes is called and high blood pressure and heart diseases and obesity, you see. It's all because of one thing. You didn't got the Yahweh first. So when you got the Yahweh first, it's some things you are, you are cut loose. You know, last night left me find out the order of relationships. Everybody think relationship is wise boys, stomachs, and, and all that. But no, it's about meeting of the nine according to Yahweh's will. Once you understand the order thing, you do the order, the blessings will come, it starts in your mind. And work his way down to his body. Because when you're in a relationship, you gotta understand when it, when 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 the, the two minutes is out the way up under the between the sheets. It's out the way. Now it's time to cook something to eat. Now, let's see what they do there and now it's time to go they go now what you what you gonna cook now? We we got our two minutes out the way. But do they do 
But that's why the Yahweh man got to make sure you understand what's written in 104, verse 4. What's written in hey, Moses? What can we read in 104, verse 4? Wait a minute. You told me to go to do this. Wait a minute. Psalm 104, verse 4. Just a minute. Negative 14. Negative 14. You right, Mo. See, every now and then, I like these little cases. Now, you said one. You said verse 14. Okay, good. I'll tell you what. Go ahead and give me that 104, verse 14, Mo. I, I can live with it. Uh, chapter. 104, verse 14. Verse 14. He causes the grass to grow for the cows and the herbs for the servant of man that he may bring forth food out of the earth. See, the herbs is for the servant of man. See, we, see, once you, with your better half, it's time to put a meal on the table for the children to come or whatever. The meal must be plenty of herbs got to be in the meal. Now, we're going to see through Mother Eve what kind of herbs. What do the herbs supposed to look like? Mother Eagle go to 129 and 30 and tell us exactly what kind of herbs supposed to be on that better half plate and the kids' plate from the get-go. Mother going to tell you exactly what kind of herbs in 129 and verse 30. Let's see what say 129 and verse 30. Um, now Genesis. Genesis. Genesis 129 and 30. The mother, hey, mother, mother, we're going to find out. It's plenty of herbs, but we don't know what kind of herbs that Yahweh won't be put in your mouth to go down in your belly. We're going to find out right now in 129 and 30 what kind of herbs will go in the belly. Take your time there, Mother, 129 in verse 30, because you're online and say, Hallelujah, that must he's ready to do his part. That means he comes peacefully. Look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 29 29 and verse 30. Verse 29. And Yahweh said, Behold, I have given you every herb, seed." which is upon the face of the earth, and every tree in, in the and thee, which is the fruit of the tree, yielding seed, to you it shall be for me. Verse 30. And to every beast of the earth, and to every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein that is life. I have given every green herb for me, and it was so. See that? So now, Mother, see, remember, we know the school is coming according to Romans 4, 17. Now, when we sit in the class and listen to the teachers teach, 
about what go in the belly, we're going to tell them that what's supposed to go in the belly is, is, is herbs that got seeds to it. So it got to have seeds to it, and it got to be green. See, you just can't just throw anything on the table if you want to get get that better half of your own right. It got to be green seed, green seed herbs. So we you know the color. That when she goes to the store and pick up while you out there doing your part, she makes sure she gets rid of cane, not from no laboratory. It came from the ground that was grown through seed. And now you got it. And that's why we, fixing on the camp, got gardens. You can pan away for gardens, but you can go out there and pick all the herbs you want. This is what you got to have to, in these days to come. Because what they're doing now, they got a lot of laboratory food, watermelons, everything. Seedless grapes, seedless watermelons, everything. He said, wait a minute, baby. If you go in the store, make sure it got seeds in it. Bring that store, cooking that, get that one out the way. Good. All right, good. Now, so when you sit in class, because what you try to do, and remember, Processed food is bad because it has too much sugar and sodium in it, and it'll mess you up. It'll cause you obesity, obesity, heart disease, high blood pressure, and diabetes. You want to know what's wrong? Hey, the problem is because what you put in your mouth. But but all that, but all that number one thing. Help me out there, a young lion. I'm going to bring a young lion in. And the words of Solomon, think of chapter 14, he tell you it's neither herbs. You got enough to work with on that? In the book of Wisdom of Solomon, see, understand something. You can't pay Yahweh no never mind. Okay, yeah, I, I like what he said about what I'm supposed to eat. But listen to what Yahweh said to make it, to make it work on. The one of wisdom solving the young lion, um, and the young lion gonna come in and um, and and I'm, I'm gonna ask him a question first. And um, sixteen chapter verse four, first chapter four and five. Can, can you give me give me that verse there? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're going to sixteen twelve shortly. But I want to go to First Samuel 16, 4 and 5 there. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the young lion something. What is it in your line? Going over to the book of First Samuel. Yes, sir. Chapter 16, verse 4 and 5. From verse 4 to verse number 5, verse 4 reads. What? And David the deer did that which the Yahweh spake and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his tongue and said, Come and you people. Is the come, what, 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 what they say to him? Come you people. Is you coming peacefully, Samuel, to see him? What happened next? Verse 5. And he said, People, yes. I am come to sacrifice unto the YHWH Yahweh. Yes. 
the word activates the urge. You got to have the word of Yahweh. You got to be obedient to the word of Yahweh to activate these herbs in your body. Huh? Even if you, even if you come up another way, and now you taking all the herbs, well, I'll change the way I eat and all that. Yeah. But it's still, you got to have, he says, not everyone to say unto me, Yahweh, full other man, shall enter into the kingdom, but he that do the will. So what's the will? You got to precept your Bible. You ain't got to learn how to speak Greek or Hebrew or Latin. Just precept your Bible. What is his will? Psalm. Y'all learn? Let's go, let's go to 40 verse 8 9. What is will? So all you got to do is his will. Oh, well, I'm, I'm going and picking up Greek, Latin, and Hebrew. You can take all the Greek and Latin and Hebrew, but you better find out what is will and precept your Bible and get the help and keep it moving. Now, what you better learn how to do is preach up your Bible. Bible tell you everything you do. You can have all the herbs you want. But if you ain't got, if you have it, it's not doing its will, then what is his will in 40 verse 8? Y'all lying. The book of Psalms. Well, Psalms chapter 40, verse number 8. Verse 8 reads, I should like to do your will, O my Yahweh. Yea. Thy law is within my mind. So you got to have his law. His will is his law. His will is his law. You can take all the herbs you want, but if you're not doing his will, his will is his law. You got to be doing his law. Now, um, I get tired to meet and greet the young lion by saying, Young lion, travel, y'all got to do it. Y'all got to be there, see you right. Y'all got to bless you there, dear Israel. Oh, see you right. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, young lion, now, we all carry this broadcast anyway. Mother's been throwing down big time. But who all carry this broadcast that, that, that those that need to know, need to know, will know? Who can't broadcast that young line? All right, says Red Sea World. We know we live on Blog Talk right now, Blog Talk Radio. We also live on Pal Talk. You can catch us on Pal Talk if you download it on your phone or on your phone. On your TV, I mean, or on your uh, laptop, desktop. Or you can even download it on your smart TV at home if you want to have a smart TV. You can download it on that too. You can go to the Ethics Group. You can type in uh, African Americans, and then you will put in those T-D-O-T-C-Y. You'll find us live right now on Power Talk. Once again, you can go to download Power Talk on your phone, your um, smart TV, laptop, or your desktop computer. Type in um, and put in the app for Power Talk. Then go to Ethics Group. Once you go to Ethics Group, you put in for African Americans, and you'll find us. Under B O T T Y, tune in to the station live right now on the top part of the Saturday. You can also uh, check us on YouTube. You can check us on YouTube at B O T T Y. If you type that in to your uh, page right now, you'll check us on live right now inside of the class. B O T T Y for all you people that love to go to Facebook. So if you want Facebook, B O T T Y for YouTube. Y'all going to be broadcasting on YouTube. You can catch us on YouTube at 
B-O-T-T-Y, try, Y-H-E-A. Once again, you can check us on YouTube at B-O-T-T-Y, try, Y-H-E-A. We ask you uh, the national audience and all those who tuned in to the class to um, listen in and also to uh, write down your questions. Write down uh, 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 your questions once again and write down your questions as you take your notes. We ask you all to take big notes, be big ears, be little mouth, and call in for any uh, comments or questions at 224-600-5579. Once again, we ask you all to write down your questions, write down your notes, go back over your notes, study your notes, and replay the broadcast on Power Talk as well. You can pull up the Power, I mean the uh, Blog Talk as well. You can pull up the Blog Talk station. And listen to it all over again. If you want to catch it on Facebook, that's fine. We will be tuning in on there. But if you want to pull it up on your uh, on the internet, you can pull in uh, for blog talk. Type in try y a d h voices of the true Israelite and pull up any one of the previous broadcasts for the blog talk radio station. We ask you guys to call in at two two four six zero zero five five seven nine for any questions and comments. Over to you, Sister Chris. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I want you to put on uh, on that phone because we got this memo. You can't call it camp out because we said we're going to call you out on it. But, you know, you got sometimes you be home for work. And, I mean, at work, and you might call on some neighbors cooking. Well, I don't feel like cooking nothing. Why don't you bring some back in? Uh, take that one out thing and and you put in processed food. Is it good or bad for you? Processed food. Stay on your phone there, young man. Processed food. Is it bad for your body? Let's put that. Let's, let's see what they say. Processed food. Is it bad for your body? Let's see, what, let's see what that one I say you say. Huh? Your phone won't do that? Hey, 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 Mother, hey, Mother Z. Hey, Mother Z, ask that telephone. Ask, ask your telephone if processed food, is it good, is it bad for your body? It's all I, I want you to say to it. Processed food is bad for your body. Especially what they say, Mother, about processed food. Mother, is processed food good for your body? According to Harvard T.H. Chan School of Public Health, Harvard University, an ultra-processed food that contains an unevenly high ratio of calories to nutrients may be considered unhealthy. For example, research supports an association between a high intake of sugar-sweetened beverages and an increased risk of obesity, diabetes, and heart disease. Yeah. Diabetic. Oh, you know I'm a diabetic. Yeah, you know why you're diabetic? That processed food. Oh, bring, bring me something. Oh, you're amazing. A nice, I'm kicking, I'm kicking the sweet one out for a dinner. Listen. You go into that processed food. That processed food is not good for the children of Israel. It's good for all the rest of the nation. 
go down. That's why the school is so important. You understand the young couples understand one thing. That processed food is no good for the children of Israel. The other nation can eat all that processed food they want. And nothing happening to them. They're not in line to see Doc Cook. But you're going to be in line to see Doc Cook. Because Yahweh told the children of Israel, um, hey, mother, hey, mother, what do you tell the children of Israel? And young lion have me Psalm 65. Hey, mother, 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 have me number 11, 5. We'll get back there in a minute. We'll get number 11, 5. I had that waiting on me sooner or later. 11 verse 5 at Moses. Numbers 11 verse 5. We're talking about a full course meal in 11 verse 5. But right now, now Moses, what we said goes, yeah, Leviticus chapter 11. Can you give me verse 1 and 2, Moses? Just get me, get me warmed up there, Moses. Leviticus chapter 11 verse 1 and 2. Then we'll skip down to the last two verses, same chapter. What is it saying in Leviticus 11, 1 and 2? The book of Leviticus, chapter 11, verse 1 and 2, and what's the last? Oh, God, see, yeah, well, God, seven. yeah, well, we, 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 just read, we just read verse 47, one verse. No, I tell you what, read verse 44 and 47. 44 and 47. Give me that. They would have a one and two, then skip down to 44 and 47. Because, you know, sometimes you, you be here at home, say, well, baby, what you got cooking? Oh, well, I don't feel like cooking. You say you'll take me out anyway. See that? See that? Some processed food. Let's go to 11 chapter, verse 1 and 2. See, you can't. You tell your number, chapter 15, 15, 16, you can't be like them. They got to be like you. He will told you a thought. And it, and, and, um, it tells you in uh, 2nd Ezra 721, you're going to bore punishment to your body. You know, like I said, again, one day this week I messed around and got caught out there and I got me some processed food, stuff out of this hamburger joint. I ain't going to call the name on it. Man, I ain't got right yet. It's been five days. I ain't got right yet from eating just a hamburger and french fries. I ain't even got right yet. You can tell me you ain't right. Your body tell you, man, what's wrong with you? Don't you know this stuff? We got we to gotta fight this stuff up. Hey, sometimes you got to watch that processed food. It's bad for you, your health, children of Israel. Leviticus chapter 11, 1, 2. Then skip down to verse 44 and 47, that mother, mother Eve. The book of Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 2, verse 44 and verse 47. Leviticus chapter 11, verse 1. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses and to Aaron, saying unto them, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, these are the beasts which you shall eat among all the beasts that are on the earth. Verse 44. 
For I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh. You shall therefore sanctify yourselves, and you shall be righteous, for I am righteous. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any manner of creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. But itself, to make a difference between the unclean and the clean, and between the beast that may be eaten and the beast that may not be eaten. Yeah. I'm actually reading again, that mother. You see what I'm saying? You don't make a difference. But how you make a difference? You've been taught nothing. How you make a difference? You've been taught like mama had you in the kitchen. And, and mama loved to make all types of things that, um, that grandmama made. See? And they, and, and they love that old hog. You know, I, I, I know a guy, he's no longer here. He made a lot of money. But he has to keep his dog on food and eels at home. I said, man, you make too much money to eat all that hog. <laughs> he got everything the hog got in a pot and got all the money. I mean, he's making all money. And everything he got in the pot, he's got hog in it. Everything. He's just forbidden by Yahweh. He got a, and he's no longer here. And he, you know, he, he died, you know, from the same problem. High blood pressure and diabetes. And I told him, I said, you know, because I went grocery shopping with him, and I, and I know, and he told me how much money he made, you know, and he didn't get much money for money and all that, and he was tired and everything. You, you going to throw the whole hog in, in, in your back there. <laughs> got the whole hog in there. Every piece of the hog is in there. I said, you should have well got the whole, you know. Order a pig. Just order a pig. That's a whole hog in Every part of the pig you got in your back. And want to know why your feet is all all up. Knees, knees ain't right. Diabetes. Dr. Cook gets looked. You got Dr. Cook on your feet, dog. And then he, and he try to pull you loose and give you another five, six bottles of pills to work. All this unnecessary. Leave the hog in the processed food alone. That's how you pack your body up. Then you know you you know every now and then you look out that food, but you know that you know you're gonna suffer about three, four good days on it. But I'm saying just don't just don't make it a habit. That process up. Now um, you gotta make a difference on what you put in your mouth. Every beast is good, but every beast is not to go in your mouth. That's all we're saying. Mm-hmm. Now, now my mother's eating. Now, suppose you're going to do something special. Now, you say, okay, here's a young couple. Still, I want to cook uh, my better half a nice, nice meal. Then they come to the mother, and you say, well, what should I cook? So I want to really make them happy. So, mother, see, you take them to 11 verse, you take her to 11 verse 5, and you show them how to cook a, a you know, a full-course meal. What is that, mother, in Numbers 11 verse 5? A four-course meal. Let's talk about it, Moses. Numbers chapter 11, verse 5. Verse 5. We remember the fish which we did eat in Egypt freely, the cucumber and the melon and the leaf, leaf and the onion and the garlic. 
you do surprise, you go to the store and you order, you get you some, some leeks, L-E-E-K-S, and put it into your, some nice, you know, nice green food, all that. That kitchen will be having a punch to it all over the place. Put some leeks in there. Put some leeks in that, in, into that. I mean, it purifies your food. It gives you one of one of the greatest of taste and and you know, season the leeks. Just put some leeks into whatever you cooking that's green. Put some leeks in there. And that's some taste. And another thing, the children of Israel. I mean, children of Judah. They was they knew they had a thing about them. All those tribes knew. They said, "I tell you one thing. How, how you know what tribe it is? Judah, because Judah always." Had him a black eyed peas of fear. Black eyed peas was in every Judah's meal. Black eyed peas, that was a special. And remember, Judah was the lead tribe. So black eyed peas, and you put some leeks and some black eyed peas and some onions and some garlic and some black eyed peas. Oh my goodness, you come out some energy. Oh, you own something now. You know, you now you own something. Now, now you now now not 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 giving that look you you gave it in. I got the energy for it now. See? So the black eyed peas with the same thing you just got through here and here. And something else you gotta have with it. The young lion will give it a read. Black eyed peas, okay, good. Judah Bisrael, especially Judah. When you when you do the research of ancient Judah. They planted black eyed peas even on the run. Because no black eyed peas with their diet along with and now we're gonna read something else that David talking about. David talking in Psalm sixty five and the, the angel talking to David. So he so David is he's pretty well and David's gonna tell you something. Let's see what he says in the sixty fifth chapter, verse one, nine down to verse thirteen. Now remember that. David is in ordained by the mental spirit. So he's working with old David. Let's see what he says in 65, verse 1, 9 through 13. Let's listen to this. Come on. Come on. Chapter 65, verse 1. Drop it down. Read 9 down to verse 13. The book of Psalms, chapter 65, verse 1. Read. Praise. Waiting for you, O Yahweh. And Yahweh too. And until you shall devour people's forms. Verse number nine. You visit the earth and water it. You greatly enriched it with the river of YHWH Yahweh, which is full of water. You prepared them corn. Prepare what? Corn. Prairie. Where you have so provided for it. Verse 10. You water the ridges thereof upon You shut up the forum thereof. You mark its salt with shout. You bless the spring thereof. Verse 11. You crown it the year with the goodness, and your past drop back. Verse 12. They drop upon the passes of the wilderness, and the little hills rejoice on every side. Verse 13. The pastures are clothed with flocks. The valleys also are covered over with corn. They shout for joy. They also sing. You see that? So you, 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 you give this man a whole lot of corn. 
going to make this man joyful, and he's going to say, he's going to do a do-wop, do-wop, do-wop. See, corn, corn gets, gets, gets your body. Corn is a purifier for your blood. When you mess around and you feel yourself sluggy, the corn what gets your blood purified and gives you strength to fight off all diseases that come to your body. If you got a big belly full of corn in your body and you're around sick people, that corn will strengthen your immune system, but you can get past them and everybody dropping out. Now, the fear got a hold to what David says in the ninth chapter, verse 16 and 17, and Zechariah chapter 9, verse 16 and 17. Remember when you say that, young lion? Let's see what the fear says behind what David just got through saying. In the ninth chapter, verse 16 and 17 of Zechariah. All right, we're going over to the book of Zechariah. We're going over to the book of Zechariah. We're on chapter 9. We're going to read verse 16 and verse 17. We're going to the book of Zechariah. We're on chapter 9. We're going to read verse 16. We're going to verse number 17. The book of Zechariah, chapter 9, verse 16, reads. And the YHWA, Yahweh, there, Yahweh, shall save them in that day as the flock of his people, for they shall be as the stones of a crown, lifted up as an ensign upon his hand, upon his land. Verse 17. For how great is his goodness, and how great is his beauty. Come, shall make the young man cheerful. And new wine to make. You see that? He let you know in that day. In that day. See, the day is now. Corn, some nice wine. Oh man, you put a you put a do not disturb sign not only your door, you put it out in your mailbox across the street somewhere. Don't nobody bother me right now. Because God is telling you everything it takes to maintain his bodies until he changes. But one thing he's telling you, you got to have corn in your body. Corn fight off all the illness in your body. It's stripping your immune system up. And you see, the young man got very happy. You see, that's why the young man produced a lot of pain, a lot of children. Because the corn is just like the mandrake. The mandrake and corn, listen, Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen with mandrake and corn, I'm telling you now. You take them, you get that mandrake, they were fighting about it in the first chapter. Hey, hey, young man, they were fighting about that mandrake. Let's run to Isaiah, I mean, Genesis 30. Let me show you something. That mandrake, and you got some mandrake and corn? <laughs> let, me, let me see what happened about this mandrake. See, the Bible tells us, what we need to know, but what it is, we don't we don't pay, you know, no never mind, and we follow everything that one our Satan says, and that's the point. Now, in thirty chapter, I want to talk about that mandrake there. Um, young man, now what that mandrake is in that thirty chapter? That in Genesis, let's let's show you there. They had a little fight going on about that mandrake. I'm going to tell you why. They had a little fight going about it, too. 
Let's look at um the third chapter and we'll pick it around by verse number fourteen. Watch this here. Let me show you something. See, we all over the place, so we're not we not we not reading no Bible. Let me show you. If you got that corn in you and you mess around and start drinking that mandrake tea, look look what this is conversation in verse fourteen. All right. We're going over to the book of Genesis. Chapter thirty. We're picking up at verse number fourteen. The book of Genesis. Chapter thirty. Verse number fourteen reads. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest, and found mandrakes in the field, and brought them unto his mother Leah. And Rachel said to Leah, Give me I of your son's mandrake. She said unto her, Is it a small matter that you have taken my husband? And would you take away my son's mandrake also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with you tonight for your son's mandrake. Verse and, and, uh, and Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet her and said, You must come in unto me, for surely I have hired you with my son's mandrake. Hey, that's so he lay with her that night. Yeah. You know what that mandrake do? Boy, he's looking, he kept him free. He, you know, he work. He's, you know, but she's looking at it. I got something for you. I, I got something to turkey right on up. I got a nice big old batch of corn and some mandrake. You're going to be with me. And if you read the fellow, we ain't going to do it. And that same night, well, the number five son came up. Same night. See, remember, and this man started his 13 children after in his 60s. He, 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 he made 13 kids mm-hmm. in his middle 60s. That's when he started. That man drinking that corn, but you got to have but the middle one thing. Give me that uh, wisdom of Psalm 16, 12. Right. You'll learn. Wisdom of Psalm. And, and, and mother, a mother, a mother Z, have me um, 
verse 20. He, he sent his word and healed them and de- delivered them from their destruction. What he, what he sent, Mother? His word. And now we're doing right now. He's sending us. We is delivering the word that can hear you. The word can hear you. Hey, Mother Z. What did Mother Z? Give me Malachi 4, verse 4, Mother. See, we come on in network six nights a week. And what we bring you is his word. His word can hear you. But you got to do right. You got to follow what the man's saying. He's going to tell you about your mind right now. He's going to tell you about your mind with Malachi 4, verse 4. Hey, Marie, let's talk about that nine, Mother, in 4, verse 4. The book of Malachi, chapter 4, verse 4. Remember you, the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horah, for all Israel will sin, statutes, and judgment. Mm-hmm. So Mother, he said, remember the law. Now, Paul pulled that verse in 7, verse 1, Mother, in Romans. He pulled that verse, Mother. So, what was told to tell the children of Israel, remember the law. The dietary law, Sabbath day keeping, feast, wine, fringes, wine. Remember the law. Now, Paul went to Rome. He ain't allowed his life there. And he, and, he, and he looked at my ball and the eyeball and he said something to him in 7 verse 1, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, what he said we can read in Romans 7 verse 1, he said to them when he was in Rome, children of Israel, 7 verse 1. What do you say, Mother? The book of Romans, chapter 7, verse 1. No, he not, brethren, for I speak to them that know the law. How did the law have dominion over man as long as he lives? So, Mr. Preacher, it's not done away with. As long as you live, you're upon the law. You're upon the law as long as you live. Now, James' brother, young man, um, you, you know, he was uh, one of Yahweh's son's younger brothers. And he heard a lot of things his brother told him before he went back up. And what did James say in 1, 22 down to verse 25? Now, James, name is Jacob, really. Anybody named no James, but, you know. Um, 1, 22 down to verse 25. Let's see what, he, let's see what old James said. And he wrote after Yahweh the Son was in heaven. What did he write in 1, 22 down to verse 25? What did he say there, young line? All right. Going over to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 22, down to verse 25. Book of James, chapter 1, verse 22, read. But be you doers of the word, and not hearers of deceiving your own self. 23. For if any man, for if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man, beholding his natural face in a glass. 24. For, for he beholds himself and goes his way, and straightway forget what manner of man he was. Verse 25. But 
Whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, freedom, and continue therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be blessed. Is this right? Is it not? You just, you just hear the word, and okay, I hear it. But you know how to do it. But if you hear it and do it, you, you, you got a blessing coming. Now the man's saying. Now, Paul was in Rome, and let's see if Paul changed this thing in Rome and 2, 13 and 14. Maybe 12 and 13. Let's see if Paul changed this thing in Romans 2, 12 and 13, that young line. All right. Let's see. We're going to find out if Paul changed anything that you heard James said. Did he come up another, did he come up another way? Uh, <laughs> go on to the book of Romans, chapter 2, 12 and 13, what it say? Now, Mother Eve, what it says in 2 and 3, 1, 2, and 3? 
Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1. And Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, Verse 2. Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of Yahweh, which you shall proclaim to be righteous uh, convocation of them, even these are my feasts. Verse 3. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. A righteous gathering, ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of Yahweh in all your dwelling. He said the Sabbath day, he put bump shoulders on the Sabbath day. It's the Sabbath day. Every Sabbath day, you have a righteous gathering, not a hell raising day. Nothing from him. And he said, 
is get down to 15, 16, 18, and 19. What that say there, Mother Eve? Let's Samuel, chapter 9, verse 1, verse 16, 18, and 19. 15, 16, make it 15, 16, 18, and 19. 15, 16, 18, and 19. What did Mm-hmm. Verse, verse 1. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zor, the son of Beth, the son of Alpha, and Benjamin, of Benjamin, a mighty man of power. Good. Hold that one, Good. Now, now, now. Why was that? Why was that brought to the table? Let me split this back up, young line, to number one. Mm-hmm. Give me the last three verses. Let me show you why. Why was see? See, this is why you have to. Those that gonna be teachers to be sitting in these classes, you gotta understand this thing. The Israelites of the Bible. According to one sixteen down to to nineteen, young line. Can you, can you help those see out before Mother E get back on it? What is that? Here we can read. Going over there to the book of Numbers, chapter one, and we're going to pick it up at verse sixteen down to verse number nineteen. Just want me to add two of them? No, I just want to get right down right. to it. Verse sixteen, read. What read? These were the renowned of the congregation. Princes of the tribes of their fathers, heads of thousands in Israel. Mm-hmm. 17. And Moses and Aaron the seer took these men which are expressed by their name. Verse 18. And they assembled all the congregations together on the first day of the second month. And they declared their pedigree, bloodline, after their family. Five. By the family of their father, according to the number of the name, from 20 years old and up, by their home. See, see, we will stand before you. You supposed to declare your pedigree. Who are you? Who are you standing before the children of Israel? Who are you? You can't tell. If you tell me you're a Christian, then I know I'm supposed to order a spiritual pillar and some popcorn and get me some sleep. You got to declare your pedigree before you run your mouth. See that? Because in First Chronicles 9-1 of Young Lion, see that's how I say, when, when the school pops off, can't know anybody stand up there talking about, well, I got degrees from here to there. You got the first thing you got to do is declare your pedigree. Who are you? To be standing in that position, he can't. If he says, "I'm a Christian, I'm a born, I'm a born again Christian," then you know one thing: it's time for you all to use some spiritual popcorn and pill and get you get some long lost sleep. Cause he out of order. 
You have to declare your pedigree. Because why? First Chronicles 9 1, what it say? All right. We're going over to the book of First Chronicles, chapter 9, verse number 1. First Chronicles. First Chronicles, chapter 9, verse 1, read. So all Israel were reckoned by genealogy. All Israel is reckoned by genealogy. So you got to tell people who you are. Because all Israelites is reckoned through genealogy. He got the first, not tell him where he's going, where he's been. We want to hear about the genealogy. Huh? All Israel, and that's why uh, this Benjamite kid, we went through the whole thing and, and blah, blah, blah. Look, you got to declare your pedigree. Tell us about you no born-again Christian or you some uh, uh, five-star believer. Huh? Five-star believer, Judaism and all that. No, 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 it don't work like that. That's why we got to understand from can anybody stand before you unless you're doing it by based upon the fact that you're just doing something on your own, but you ain't doing no Bible. You do it all one step before you, children of Israel, is a bloodline Israelite, but by the order of things. And we're going to show you how order goes according to the Bible. Now, come on back, mother. Now, where you at now? What, what you reading now, Mother Eve? Okay. First Samuel. You read one. You yes, read one. Down to 15 and 16. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 15. Yeah, that's the next one. Verse 15 reads, Now the Yahweh had told Samuel in his ear the day before saw a cup. Came saying, verse 16, tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man out of the man of Benjamin, and I shall anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon him my people, because they cry, because that cry is come unto me. Verse 18. Then Saul draw near to Samuel. And the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the field house is. Verse 19. And Samuel answered, Saul and said, I am the fear. Go up before me unto the high place, for ye shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will tell thee, go and go, I will, and tomorrow I will let thee go, and will tell thee all that Hey, Moses, y'all hear that? You hear that? So you can't shy away from your position. What do you say? I am the fear. Now, you stand mm-hmm. right here, and I ain't going to let you go because Yahweh and all that told me. So who do the anointing? The fear. Not the pope. Not the bishops. Not the pastors. They don't anoint nobody but their own self with, 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 with 
believing the Bible out of order, who do the anointing is to fear. Is, is that what we're reading? Is that what we're reading? We read. Now, the fear do the anointing. Now, get down to verse 26 and 27 there, mother. 26 and 27. Um, first Yahweh will come upon 
you and you shall prophesize with them and shall be turned into another man. You see that? So now once once you're on the right track with Yahweh, you're not gonna be the old the old lowdown, grimy, always got your eyes in the corner. Now once you are known about Yahweh, you're gonna become another man. Another woman. You won't be the same no more. That spirit of the world is no longer on you once you anoint it the proper way by the spirit. See, then he said, once I touch you with that oil, that means all the stuff that was on your mind, you ain't on your mind because he was left to go find his father's ducky. Put all that down the side because we are now. I got something big for you to do in Yahweh. So he, he had to stop chasing his father's duckies and stuff like that. So he became another man by the oil from the seer. That's how it goes. So one to say, well, who anointed, who anointed you? You read how this thing works, and you will know it from the pages of the book. Now we're going to the 16th chapter by the young line and look at 4 the verse 13. Let's see what it says in 4 down to verse 13. Listen good. Going over to the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 16, verse number 4, reading down to verse number 13. The book of 1 Samuel, let's see it, chapter 16, verse number 4. And it reads, And Samuel did that which the YHWA Jacob's face, and came to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Come and do peacefully. Verse 5. And he said, I am come to sacrifice it to the YHWA Jacob. Sanctify yourself and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his son and called them to the sacrifice. Verse 6. And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eli and said, Surely the Yahweh is before him. Verse 7. But the Yahweh said unto Samuel the Sith, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his staff, because I have refused him. For the YHWH Yahweh see not as man see. For man looks on the outward appearance. But the Yahweh Looking on the mind. Verse 8. Then Jesse called Abinadad and made him pass before Samuel the Sith. And he said, Neither has the Yahweh told him this. Verse 9. And Jesse made Shema to pass by. And he said, Neither have the Yahweh told him this. Then again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel the Sith. And Samuel the Sith said unto Jesse, The YHWH Yahweh has not chosen thee. <laughs> Verse 11. And Samuel the Sith said unto Jesse, I hear all your children. And he said, There remaining yet the youngest. And behold, he keeps the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Then and fetch him. For we will not sit down till he comes here. Verse 20. He said, 
and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with ruddy and with all of a beautiful countenance, and goodly to look to. And the YHWH Yahweh said, What? Arise! What? Anoint him! For this is he. Verse 13. They standing him there, took the horn of oil, and anointed him in the midst of his brother. The word of Yahweh came upon David from that day forth. So Daniel wrote, Daniel and Tim rose up and went to Ramah. He went by business. So see, that's, that's how I wrote. <laughs> see, the Steel's job is the one that takes the lead on being anointed, not the Pope. Not the cardinal, not your pastor. And the seal do that as long as he lives. That's the job of a seal. Now, now um, but this is what happens. Um, Mother Z, we're going to 1 Kings chapter 19. And we'll look at verse, read verse 14, and Mother E, have me 15 and 16 waiting on me, Mother E. And young lion, I want you to have me 2 Kings 9, 1 through 13, waiting on me. 2 Kings 9, 1 through 13. Now, Mother Z, what do you say is in 1 Kings 19, 14? What do you say? 19, 14. 1 Kings. Nineteen, verse fourteen. First Kings. First Kings, chapter nineteen and fourteen. Yeah, well, read, well, read verse ten, make it sound good. Hey, mother, read verse ten, make it sound good. Okay, you want me to go to First Kings? First Kings. Then skip down to verse nineteen. I need 14. Read verse 10 and skip down to verse 14. Then, Mother E, you have your 15 and 16 waiting on. Read verse 10. First Kings chapter 19, verse 14. Read verse 10 first. 10 and 14. First Kings chapter 19, verse 10 and 14. Mm-hmm. First Kings chapter nineteen verse ten, verse ten, and uh, who's that? Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't know that name. Mm-hmm. Uh, Benny, uh, uh, Benny, no, Benny. Verse ten, Mom. Look at verse ten. Verse ten. Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm in Second Kings. Sorry. Mm, first Kings. First Kings chapter nineteen, verse ten and fourteen. First Kings chapter nineteen, verse ten and fourteen, verse ten. And he said, I have been very jealous of, and he said, I have been very jealous for the Yahweh, Yahweh, 
of hope for the children of Israel. Israel have forsaken the, the covenant, throwing down their altar and slaying the seal with the sword. And I, and I, even I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. Verse 14, verse 14. And he said, I have been very jealous for the Yahweh of hosts because the children of Israel have forsaken the covenant, throwing down, throwing down, down down altar and slaying the seal slaying and slaying and slaying the seal with the sword and I even I only am left and they seek and they seek my life to take it away. Ah, uh, okay, good. Now Yahweh heard heard do all that old talking, all that old that old that old long wind talking. Now Yahweh gonna respond to him. Did you say to him, Hey Marie? He responded in verse fifteen and sixteen, what did he say? Verse ten, chapter nineteen, verse fifteen and verse sixteen. Verse fifteen. And the Yahweh said unto him, Go, return on go. Return on thy way to the willingness of the master. And when you comest and not have it to be king over Syria. 16. And Jehu, the son of Nemeshel, thus and not to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Zephyr of Abel, shall thus and not to be here in the, the room, your room. In thy room. Now, what are you told him? Since he thought complaining about Yahweh's business, he's saying, Look here. He said, I'm, I'm so jealous about your business. You know, they have done this and done this. Look here. Hear him out. But he won't know why you broke out running from Jezebel and all that stuff. He ain't had nothing. I tell you what. I tell you what you do, Sierra. You go and northeast king, get these kings back on their feet. And then you go northeast Elisha. Here to you. So that sign of Jezebel ain't going to go no further. Yahweh is ready to move him out of the way.
And he broke out running. So he know it's time to put him down. See, y'all watch, I got all the power, man. Don't you know ain't no weapon form against you going to prosper in, in Psalm 54, you know, 17? Ain't nothing form against you as long as you got me right. See, you got to believe that. That's why we come tell you soundly. We know we got enemies on every side, but we don't want that. Y'all watch controls everything. We're going to tell you what the Bible's saying. We're tell you to get in where you fit in at. It's up to you. We're going to tell you what time it is. We ain't trying to win nobody over nowhere. We want to make sure that we get out of James 5.20 and Matthew 25.21. We are God, my good and faithful servant. But this is how it goes. The only one supposed to anoint is the fear. That's the one to take care of business today. The fear. Now, what happened next? Just in case you somewhere else. Now we're going to find out in right. We're going to 2 Kings chapter 9. Show what the Bible tell you do. 9, 1 down to verse 13. Watch the young line kick, kick at his business. This is how it goes. 2 Kings 9, 1 through 13. Listen to this. Come on, young line. We're going to 2 Kings chapter 9, verse 1 down to verse number 13. We're going to 2 Kings chapter 9, 1 down to 13, verse 1 reads. And Elisha, the seer, called one of the children of the elders and said unto him, Gird up your loins and take this box of oil in your hand and go to Ramach County. Verse 2. And when you come there, look out there, Jehu, the son of Jehoshaphat, the son of Nimshah, and go in and make him arise up from among his brethren, and carry him to the inner chamber. Verse 3, take the box of oil, and put it on his head, and say, and pour it on his head, and pour it on his head, and say, thus says the Yahweh, mm. I have anointed you king over Israel, then open the door and flee, and carry not. Verse 4. So the young man, even the young man, the elder, went to Ramah, Galilee. Verse 5. And when he came, behold, the captains of the host were sitting. And he said, I have an errand to, to you, O captain. And Jehu said, Unto which of all of And he said, To you, O captain. Mm. Verse 6. And he arose and went into the temple. And he poured the oil on his head. He poured the oil. And he poured the oil. And he, he poured the oil on his head. Mm-hmm. And said unto him, What? Thus says the Yahweh. Yes. Yahweh of Israel. Yes. I have anointed you king over the people of the Yahweh, over Israel. Yes. Verse 7. And you should smite the, the family of Ahab, your master, that I may avenge the blood of my servants, the seer, and the blood of all the servants of the Yahweh at the hand of Jezebel. Mm-hmm. Verse 8. For the whole family of Ahab should perish, mm-hmm. and I will cut off from Ahab him that pitches against the wall, mm. and him that 
and like the family of Bethshah, the son of Ahaz. Verse 10. And the dog shall eat Jezebel in the portions of Israel. And there shall be none to bury her. And he opened the door and fled. Mm-hmm. Verse 11. Then Jehu came forth to the servants of his Yahweh. And one said unto him, It's all well. Wherefore came this mad fellow to you? And he said unto them, You know the man in his communication. Verse 12. And they said, It is false. Tell us now. And he said, Thus, and thus spake he to me, saying, Thus says Y-H-W-A Yahweh, mm-hmm. I have anointed you king over Israel. I have not what? Anointed you king. Over Israel. Now, and now, now, when all the captains heard that, what did you have to make? Verse 13. Then they hasted yes. and took every man his gun yes. and put it under him yes. on the top of the stairs and blew the trumpet. Saying what? Jehu is king. Hey, that's something. See how he brings up this out of Bible, though. And on that note, hold your young line and take it from there. You're on the clock. Come on. Hallelujah. What? All right, we're going to keep the top part of the Sabbath day rolling. You know, we got our uh, mother, Mother E, and Mother D rolling down with us. We'll get a few of them in. And uh, Mother E, let me get some Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12. Let's see how we can roll from there. Okay. The book of Luke, chapter 12, verse 12. For the righteous spirit shall teach you. In the same hour, what you ought to say. And we at BOTTY, we believe that in that very same hour, that the righteous nation spirit will teach you what you ought to say. Hey, Mother, Mother G, here are St. John chapter 14, and pick it up at verse number 26. St. John chapter 14, verse 26. St. John. St. John chapter 14, verse 26, verse 26. But the comforter, which is the righteous spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you teach you all things and bring all things to your memory whatsoever I have said unto you. Hallelujah. So uh, this comforter, which is the teacher, is going to bring all things back to your remembrance. So let's do a little bit, uh, let's do some remembrance, uh, mother, mother, uh, let's go to Mother E. In uh, chapter 4, verse number 4. Go to Malachi chapter 4, verse number 4. Is that a chapter again? Uh, Malachi. We're going to Malachi, the book of Malachi chapter 4, and we're going to read verse number 4. Okay. The book of Malachi chapter 4. Malachi chapter 4, verse 4. Remember you, the law of Moses my servant, uh-huh. which I command unto him, 
and hurrah, hurrah, for all Israel with the statutes and judgment. I mean, we got to remember the law. We got to remember the law most. But all Israel got to remember this fact. So this wasn't given to nobody but until all Israel got to remember the law that was given to us by Yahweh through most. So let's go get a case point. Let's find out what's going on in this law. Because we want to make sure that uh, we do just teach a moment to mother. Get a few of them in. And let's go, let's go to Genesis. Let's pick it up at Genesis chapter. Let's go to the beginning of the book, Mother Z. Let's go get a little bit of understanding by Genesis chapter 2. Let's pick it up at verse 1, 2, and then verse number 3. Genesis chapter 2. 1, 2, and 3. Genesis. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. Genesis chapter 2, verse 1. Thus the heaven and the earth was finished, and all the host of them. That's what you want? Yes, ma'am. All the way down to verse number 3. Verse 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 2. And on the seventh day, Yahweh ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. Verse 3, Yahweh blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which he which Yahweh created and made. That's right. Now I want to ask the mothers, uh, 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 just for a teaching moment, take for the national audience. We want to make sure we edify the people that visit in right now, the 12 tribes of Israel, and that's what we're going to uh, edify. We're not uh, anti-anybody. We're just pro-12 tribes of Israel and uh, the Royal Sea tribe, Y-H-D-A, Yadadu. So let's edify the national audience because um, what day is the blessed day of the week, Mother D or Mother E? Anybody can answer. Corey, we just got down reading. The seventh day, the seventh day is the blessed day of the week, which we call Saturday, which is on the calendar Saturday. That's right. So it's the seventh day of the week.
Exodus chapter 16, notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left off it until the morning. Amen. Yeah. But some of them left off of it until the morning. And it and the bread. Make that 25 and verse uh, 30. 25 and verse 30. Okay. Okay. Exodus chapter 16, verse 25 and verse 30. Verse 25. And Moses said, eat that today, but uh, today is a Sabbath. Unto the Yahweh, today you shall not find it in the field. So, so, so what's the day, Mother, Mother Eve? Uh, Saturday. From Sunday uh, Friday. So today is the, uh, the Sabbath, right? Right. Unto Yahweh. Day is the Sabbath to Yahweh, right? What do you say uh, on the Sabbath day? What do you say in verse number 30? Since today is the Sabbath day of the Yahuwah, what do you say in verse number 30, Mother So Exodus chapter 16, verse 30. So the, right. so the people so the people rested on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. So what did he just got down there? And the Ruther got down reading them. That the children of Israel, on the seventh day, they rested just as Yahweh did from resting. Uh, but let's see what he had to say about this Sabbath day uh, that you should be doing as well. So everybody won't think you just got to sit back at home and uh, we don't have to do nothing. We just rest. But what he said you should be doing in Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3, Mother C. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3. We want to make sure that we get a clear understanding about what we should be doing on the Sabbath day. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3. Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3. Verse 1. And the Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, Verse 2, speak unto the children of Israel and say unto them concerning the feast of the Yahweh, which he shall proclaim to, to be righteous, a righteous gathering, even these are my feasts. Verse 3, which days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Savage arrest and righteous gathering, he shall do no work therein. It is the savage of the Yahweh in all your dwelling. So, so, so on this day of rest, Yahweh saying you should be doing no work unless you're taking care of temple business. So, you should be doing no work. Outside of taking care of Yahweh's business in the temple, doing what you got to do. This is a day of rest from doing your work. And then he said, once you do that, 
you say you come over to this temple, you have a righteous gathering. You have to have a righteous gathering. Uh, 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 uh. And that's what we read, Mother. Mm-hmm. Let me get yes. Let me see what uh, I pull something out because it was somebody in a book of Psalms. What I'm looking for uh, what is it? Seventy. Give me uh, Mother. Give me Psalms chapter seventy-three and give me verse sixteen and verse seventeen. Let's see out of the mouth of King David what he had to, when he went to the, uh, what he had to say out of his Psalm 73, verse 16 and verse 17. Because remember, you got to have a righteous gathering. And people think because you rest in it, yo, we're going to rest at home and you know there's nothing we got to do to rest and read our book. Well, let's see what Yahweh had to say in Psalm chapter 73, verse number 17. 16 and 17, Mother Eve. Psalm chapter 73, verse 16 and verse 17. Verse 16. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. 17. Until I I went into the temple of Yahweh, then understood I therein. If you think of King David, then you ain't got to go to the temple. But uh, as far as I know, you ain't bigger than King David. King David himself said, when I thought to know this, it was too painful for me until I went unto, into the temple of Y-H-W-H-Y. Then understood out therein. So you got to step your foot inside of the temple. You got to uh, 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 be uh, uh, bumping your feet and, 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 and shake your hands with the with the uh, voice of the true Israelites and the sixth and other captain. You're 70 miles in between the facility of the six northern county is to be inside of the temple. Then your son says, Yahweh, and keep your Sabbath day, the day of rest, the righteous way. So let's keep on uh, moving on. Uh, let me get one more out of your uh, mother's seat. Then we'll get to closing. Let's go to the book of Sirach. We'll get chapter 51. Give me verse number 23. What is this temple? What's another name for this temple? Remember, David just got done saying uh, he went and got him some understanding when he went to the temple of Yahweh. Then he ain't know. But when you go to the temple of Yahweh, what you come to do when you get in there in the book of Sirach? Chapter 51, verse 23. What do you read? Sirach, chapter 51, verse 23. One minute. Sirach. Sirach, chapter 51, verse... Oh. Sirach, chapter 51, verse 23. Mm-hmm. Verse 23. Draw near unto me, ye unclean, and dwell in... Y'all near to me, you unlearned. Oh, unlearned. I thought that was see. He unlearned and draw in temple of learning. 
Just uh, like I said to the listening audience, the whole on, don't give up. 